This episode is sponsored by Ease. One of my favorite treats to have at the end of the day is a pink lemonade gummy by Circles. They're hybrid, they're refreshing, and the perfect way to wind down. If you live in the state of California and you're over the age of 21, use code DARLING30 at Ease.com for 30% off of your first order. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Hot Pizza Ass Podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and every time I come and I sit down and I do a solo episode, I feel like I'm a whole different person. The last time I did this, it was in the month of November, and I had been going through a breakup for months at that point. I mean, the breakup happened in the summer and I waited a long time to come back to the mic to talk about the things that I had experienced to ensure that I had some perspective. And the funny thing is, I actually sat down last week to record an episode of Hot Pizza Ass, a solo episode that I was trying to drop sometime this past week. But after I finished recording it, I realized, oh, I just feel like I'm about to go through something that's kind of big, and I think my perspective on this matter will completely, completely change. And of course, there was a lot in my mind, which I'm going to go into in the course of this episode, but I was right, because over the span of the last seven days, I had to suddenly put down my dog. And I had to say goodbye to my aunt for the last time she passed from pancreatic cancer. So I, again, am sorry that I'm not coming to you with a more chipper episode, but I do have some gems and I have spent some time processing everything that I've gone through. And I do want to take the time to make an episode about what I've learned in saying goodbye which is honestly probably one of the hardest things that we'll all go through in our lifetimes, right? Saying goodbye absolutely sucks. It is challenging, it's devastating, and the circumstances can be very, very different. And what I experienced last week were two completely different sides of the spectrum in terms of saying goodbye. My dog, gentleman. He was my foster dog and I'd had him for the last seven months and completely fell in love with this sweet, sweet poodle. And I just loved him so much. If you guys follow me on Instagram, which I think a lot of you do, if you listen to this podcast, you know very well, he was the star of the show. He was the light of my life, like the center of my world. And he had a lot of health issues and I kind of had a feeling there was probably a greater underlying issue going on there, but he was abandoned at a shelter. And by the time he came to my doorstep, you know, he, it was very clear he needed to go to the vet. He went through multiple surgeries. He had a tumor that ended up being removed. Thank God it was not cancerous, but he still had a lot of health issues even after all of the surgeries. And I just had a feeling that there might have been something else that connected all of his health problems, but he was very happy and lived a great life while he was with me. He gained a bunch of weight back. His transformation was stunning. 
a lot of people, including people that live near me, my neighbors or family members that kind of saw his trajectory would compliment me on how good he looked and how healthy he looked. And I really thought he had years left. I honestly thought that. So last Thursday, when he's panting and throwing up and he can't stand up and he's acting definitely in an unusual way, I take him to an emergency hospital because his normal vet was booked up. And right away, they're informing me that I need to sign emergency paperwork, that they need authorization for certain things. What do they want me to do if they can't resuscitate him? And I'm like, what? What is actually going on right now? Please have the doctor call me right now. And then I get on the phone with the doctor because, you know, I'm in the parking lot. It's pandemic times. They won't let you go in. And he's telling me that this is very severe. They have to run some tests and figure out what's going on. And long story short, he had heart failure and he was going into shock. And after six hours at in the emergency room connected to oxygen, he had an IV. He wasn't improving. In fact, his condition was getting worse. It was time to kind of make that call because it was clear to them that he wasn't going to make a recovery. I had to put my dog down. And in a lot of ways, it was really, really beautiful because I was able to be there and I was there that day that he got sick. I was able to get him attention and we all tried everything that we could. But in the span of six hours... I did not think that was going to be what happened. And if you told me that morning that I woke up, if I would be at 9 p.m. that night saying goodbye to this dog that I loved that was doing so well for the last time, I wouldn't have believed you. So losing gentlemen was an incredibly shocking and sad experience really out of nowhere. It was like a gut punch an emotional gut punch. And on the other hand, with my Aunt Tony, who, by the way, is an incredible person, a really inspiring, fierce, bold, opinionated, and fun aunt, the only aunt in my family that I can really relate to. She had been battling pancreatic cancer for seven months. Pancreatic cancer is a very bad one to get because oftentimes by the time that it's identified, it's already at stage four. So that's kind of tough. But she had been very courageously battling cancer for months. I was in Utah filming a movie at the beginning of this year when I get a message from my family saying that it looks like she has a couple of weeks left, which that part was pretty shocking and sudden. But at the same time, we knew that there was always this possibility that this fight with the pancreatic cancer might not go on for too long. It's really unpredictable. So in certain ways, 
our family was able to prepare or I was able to emotionally prepare a little bit more. So I fly home and I quarantine for a week and then I'm like, let's see if if I can see her and say goodbye. And luckily I was able to. And last Monday, you know, it's so sad because it's like I put down my dog on Thursday. I get in my car on Friday. I drive to visit my family and then I wait. I just wait to see if I can say goodbye and And this is all over the span of a couple of days. And then on Monday, I'm able to say goodbye. I'm able to support her family and the people who are and have been right by her side going through this very difficult journey. So I was able to be present and spend the whole day. And then the following day, I get the message that she is gone. With Gentleman and saying goodbye to him, like I said, very sudden. And with saying goodbye to my aunt, it was something that I knew was a possibility, but we just weren't sure like what that timeline would look like. And because when someone is battling a very serious cancer, you have that opportunity to have, you know, conversations that you think this might be important. If there was anything you needed to resolve, you might have the time to resolve it. If there was an important message that you wanted them to know, you could say it. It does kind of give you a little bit of time and some urgency where you can handle things like that. And in certain ways, that's also really beautiful. It doesn't make saying goodbye any easier though. And here are some of the lessons that I've learned in my experience And I thought I would share them with you today. The first lesson I've learned in saying goodbye is to choose to be present, which sounds kind of simple, but it can be really hard. It can be easy to check out. It can be easy to try to use certain coping mechanisms that may make you less present. There are many ways to escape. I'm so, so glad that in both of these situations, I just chose to be present. For one of them, I had to because I was making these decisions or I was in the position where I was about to have to make life-changing decisions. And in the other one, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to say goodbye in person to my aunt, but it ended up working out where I could. But either way, I drove up to be with my family because I wanted to be present for them. I think just being able to say goodbye in person was kind of, I guess, icing in the cake. That was a really lucky blessing that I was able to experience. Choosing to be present is extremely hard, but it's also extremely rewarding because time goes by so quickly. And I kept thinking, I need to write all of this down. I need to record the way that I feel, I need to record these memories, I need to record this podcast. Moments fade into memories, but people will remember how you showed up. Which brings me to my next thing I've learned about saying goodbye. Not knowing what to say. Before I went to go see my aunt, I was having a conversation with my friend. I was crying on my couch in Los Angeles. And I was talking to them saying, I don't know what to say. And 
I just ended up saying it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, just say that. It's like, how do I synthesize all of my emotions and feelings and the way I feel about this important person in my life into one message, one letter, one last conversation, if I even get that opportunity? How do I do it? And I realized that a lot of the times it almost doesn't matter because the sentiment of love, whether or not you're good at expressing it, is still a sentiment of love. That person that you love probably knows that you love them. And they probably also know that this is hard because I guarantee you it's hard for them too. But when you don't know what to say, say nothing, do something. You can always bring a meal, a bottle of wine, hold someone's hand. The last thing I was able to say to my aunt when I was leaving that day was I went in to go see her and I said, I love you. And I said, thank you. And I held her hand. And even though it was difficult for her to speak, she looked at me and said, I love you. And we'll always have that moment. And it's so simple. And yeah, there are a million memories and a million experiences I could have recounted and specific things I could have thanked her for. But I love you was enough. And that was a really powerful lesson to learn. Another thing that I've learned is to not expect anything from the people who are grieving. And that person could be you. Be easy on yourself. When you're grieving or when other people are grieving, you can't really expect anything or predict how that person is going to react or what state they're going to be in. I think the best approach is to be gentle with you and with the people around you who are experiencing grief. If you can, don't make big plans, especially anything life-changing. <laughs> Take a break. And if it's hard to focus... And if it's hard to get things done, if it's hard to connect with other people or be present when you're in the active throes of grief, understand that that's okay. And if someone that you're supporting is in the active throes of grief and they're having a hard time being present or connecting or being the best version of themselves, <laughs> have compassion. And when it comes to saying goodbye, this is the most difficult lesson of all. But it's to tell people that you love them before the end. And of course, in some situations, you don't know when the end is. Actually, in all situations, you really don't know when the end is. Sometimes you get the gift of time when you're saying goodbye, and sometimes you do not. In the moments when you can, in the moments when you feel something, in the moments when you can recognize that something is coming out that needs to be said, say it, do it. With my aunt, I was able to do so many amazing things. Um, we were able to go to Yosemite this summer. It was really beautiful. I found a cool vintage scarf that I was able to give her for Christmas because I thought she would love it. And it wasn't something that I walked by and thought, mm, I'll do it next year. There weren't things that were left unsaid. I sat next to her at Thanksgiving. I'm so glad that I had those opportunities. But with gentlemen, on the other hand, there was so much more that I wanted to do that I probably could have done 
I wanted to take him to the snow. I always had this idea for him. I wanted to dress him up. I wanted to get like a tutu and a little pearl necklace. (laughs) I wanted to get him cute little outfits and I should have done it. I thought that I had more time. That's the thing you never, you never get enough time. So that is the hardest part of saying goodbye. The hardest lesson of saying goodbye is realizing how important it is to be present, to tell people that you love them. Don't let things left unsaid. Don't leave problems that could be resolved for later. Life is too short. It's too precious and unpredictable. And those are the lessons that I've learned in saying goodbye. So thank you guys so much for joining me on my path of healing in this episode and really every episode, because why else am I doing this podcast? And I just want to thank you for tuning into this particular type of episode. Whenever I do these one-offs, I always never exactly know what's going to happen. I hope that it turns out well, and I hope that I'm able to provide something that other people can relate to. Luckily, I always get a lot of good feedback when I do these particular ones. And I hope this episode is no exception. If you're struggling, if you are grieving right now, just know that I'm there too. My heart is with you. I love you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hot Pizza Asks.